So we have been starting going through this series called Jesus Is, based on the book by Judah Smith. Absolutely thoroughly recommend that book. If you haven't read a book for a long time and you're a bit scared about reading, I totally get that. I'm not a great reader, um, but this is a really accessible, superb book to read. And uh, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Can you see on the screen the little subtitly bit here? Find a new way to be human. That's what this is about, because when, when Jesus is in our hearts, he transforms us and changes us from the inside out, and we actually live differently as a result. It's not just head knowledge that we take in on a Sunday morning and forget. It's transformative, powerful knowledge that influences the way we, re we relate to folks around us for the whole rest of the week. This week, uh, and indeed last week, Kwesi started us off um, looking at Jesus' grace. And just to underline again, because Jesus' grace and because Jesus lives in us, we therefore manifest grace to the people around us. As Galatians 2.20 says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So when people meet you, because Jesus is in you, they will meet grace because Jesus is grace. And if they don't meet grace, then there's something wrong and the problem is not with Jesus. Just here to cheer you up this morning, basically. All right, so today we're going back into this whole thing called Jesus is Grace, part two, revisited. Yeah, Jesus is grace. Grace is a lovely word. Grace is powerful, transforming, sets us free. It's wonderful. But there's a problem. The problem is... I am completely offended. I'm completely offended by you. If I was speaking just to the youth, I would say, I am triggered, because that's a youth word, apparently. <laughs> but I'm furious. I'm so angry with the way that you've behaved. I'm so ridiculously angry with the way you have just thought it was fine to do your own thing. Ignore everything that's in my heart, do your own sweet thing and think it's fine. Well, it's not fine. I'm offended. Some of you are looking at me like, really? What's going on here? Let me out quick. Our nation, our society is suffering an offense pandemic. There is so much offense out there all around us. You have to look on social media, which has actually become anti-social media, and there is offense everywhere you look. Everywhere you look, somebody's upset with somebody, and somebody feels it's their right to tell you they're upset, and then that person is upset because you're upset that they were upset in the first place. And we are just one upset, offended nation. And for us as God's people, the challenge for us is to make sure that we are not schooled by Netflix or Amazon Prime as to how to deal with offense. Because I can deal with offense like Harvey Specter. Anybody know who he is? New York lawyer. Yeah? Don't worry. You're not missing much, Lou. It's all right. I, you could deal with offense by building a legal case. And you might be successful and win. But you will not reflect Jesus. You will not reflect his heart. And we sang it, proclaimed it this morning. Romans 5.8, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. 
Kwesi opened this up for us last week with the story of the prodigal son. While he was still far off, while he was still a sinner, the father ran to him. The most offensive, the most, the most worthy to be condemned, the most worthy to receive anger and fury and justly so. And the father ran to him and flung his arms around him and said, I love you. And while we were still sinners, while we were still getting it wrong and offending the perfect holy one who is the only one worthy to say I'm offended, he ran to us and he flung his arms around us. And in the perfect person of Jesus Christ, dying on that cross through the blood of Christ Jesus, once all of us who were far away and worthy to be condemned were drawn close in Christ Jesus, and brought back into that place of perfect love. Now, how are we going to represent Christ? We're a people of grace. Grace is one of the foundation stones of this church and the church family that we're part of. How are we going to represent Jesus? Because representing him is not just talking about him in an abstract way. It is representing his person, representing his nature. In the relationships that we have with one another, we are called to represent him. When you stand in your office tomorrow morning or wherever you stand, wherever you sit, to represent him in your family, to represent him in your team, to represent him to your neighbors as the perfect, gracious one. And what Jesus does so perfectly is he takes the offense that we bring. I heard it this week. Somebody put it this way. The only thing we contribute to our salvation is the sin that makes it necessary. And he takes that place of offense and he moves to forgiveness. And he says, I die for you to make amends for all that you have done wrong. I will forgive you. But he does not stop at forgiveness. He doesn't stop there and go, no, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. He goes way beyond forgiveness to this place called grace and he pours out his love and he pours out his mercy and he continues to shower us with blessings from heaven every single day. He never stops moving towards us. What do we look like when we forgive someone? We might begin to move towards them and go, okay, I, I, I forgive you through gritted teeth. Sounds more like a sneeze than forgiveness. I forgive you. But we stop and we retreat. And in that moment of retreat, we stop looking like Jesus because he doesn't stop at forgiveness. He goes on to grace. My five minutes is up. Close your eyes. Holy Spirit, Show each one of us in this room where we are locked in offense and where we have therefore stopped representing you. Don't think about it too hard. Someone will pop in your mind. Probably somebody in this room. Now, in a few moments, you're going to go into group and... The last question is the one that's the big one. So don't waste your time on the other stuff. Yeah? What are you going to do about it? Is the final question on your little green sheet. There's a couple of those scriptures that I looked at. That's where I want us to get into this together and look for the voice of the Father in your groups.